We live in a world that is forever changing from one day to the next. Now add to that an inner world that is forever at odds with itself. How does one accomplish anything when the only thing that is certain is uncertainty? Welcome to the Lifting with Bipolar podcast, the show designed to be an educational safe haven offering real world solutions for real world people. My name is Jonathan Sharko. Living with Bipolar 1 in today's world is a double-edged sword, but I'm here to work through it with you. Let's get right into today's episode. Alrighty, guys, welcome to today's episode of Lifting with Bipolar. Uh, my name again is Jonathan Sharko. Today's guest is going to be Tyrone Hansen. Uh, Tyrone is a former uh, NCAA Division I college basketball player and somebody I've known for uh, almost champion. over 15 years now. So two-time <laughs> champion. Let's. I would like to just open the floor. We're just going to do like a freestyle interview. We're kind of catching up and things like that. So I'm just going to open the floor and throw the pass the mic to Tyrone. Tyrone, maybe you can tell me a little bit about yourself. Man, I'm Tyrone Hansen, man. Currently living downtown Dallas, currently in my high rise right now, man. Just um, came a long way from University of Nevada, man. Uh, when, what, year, what, year, what year did I? What, what year did I they give me? 2006 was our freshman year. Yeah, that was our freshman year, 2006. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I left Nevada, I think like 2008, nine ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm originally, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, originally Crown Heights. Um, um, I went to University of Nevada from, I think, believe 2006, like 2000. Then I went on to transfer to Jackson State University in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, I got first team all swag, swag newcomer of the year, did my thing there. Then, um, I got offers overseas. I went to Mumbai, India for about six months. Then I went to Luxembourg, Germany for about another three months, probably like a year overseas I spent. And um, now I'm back in the States and I've been in this, I've been living in Dallas, Texas since 2014. So now, so 2023, so about over nine years, I've been living, living in Dallas, Texas now. Um, You know, have my ups and downs, you know, pretty much everybody, you know, I'm just a regular human being, my ups and downs. So right now I'm on the up, you know, my life, man, I'll be at the top and then it's a roller coaster with my life, man. So now I'm just trying to just humbly, just you know, thanking God for putting me in a good position at right now. You know, right now I'm driving a 2018 Maserati right now. <laughs> you know, God bless me with that. You know, so I'm just trying to just stay afloat. You know, not trying to get too high, not trying to get too low. And JJ, JJ been my guy since my freshman year, man. Since since I was a freshman, I was a puppy at Nevada, man. I was probably about 18. Yeah, me and JJ off, off off the rip, man. We connected, man. Just you know, real recognize real, and I appreciate what he's doing right now. You know, speaking of awareness on, you know, we're human, man. You know, not everybody's perfect. You know, I'm sure Michael Jordan have his problems, Kobe Bryant have his problems. Like you know, they don't speak about it, but you know, right right now I can say life is good right now. I'm fresh off a little dinner date, man. JJ seen it on a little Instagram, you know. But yeah, life is good, man. I can't, I can't complain right now, Jay. Can't complain. Right yeah, now. no, it's, uh, it's good. Just... Now, man, they <laughs> have those tats yeah. on freshman year, man. That's... We was, we was just some puppies, some little kids, some kittens back in the day, bro. So yeah, we've kind of, we kind of all grown now. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I'm 35 now, so you're turning mm-hmm. 35 in a few weeks, man. Yes, you sir. Excited about that, man. That's we getting old, yeah. Jay. Yeah, no, we're kind of getting old, so. um 
Yes, we're getting sir. up there. I didn't didn't think we would make it this far. You know, sometimes they say, you know, you know, be blessed to see twenty five and all that kind of stuff. So it's good yes, to be sir. good to be in our thirties. Looking forward to our forties, getting wiser, getting more mature, um, yeah. yes, uh, handling things a lot better. I've had my ups and downs too, as you know. Um, sir. But um, yeah, people a lot a lot of people like I was telling my wife. My wife is twenty five. She didn't she oh, didn't God, know the story wife, about bro, the Halloween Jay, party. Bro, I didn't even, that's what's up, man. Yeah, just just got married recently, so she's twenty five. Bagged oh, me a little. Bro. Congratulations. Little younger wife, so that was cool. Keep, she keeps me That's young. <laughs> Congratulations, man. Hopefully one day I can get there, man. I'm trying right now. I'm trying to get, get there. You know. Yeah, you'll get there, man. It's, there's no rush on that kind of thing. It's funny. I wasn't even looking for love and uh, kind of just stumbled across it. I went through about three years where I was single, not looking said. for love. And They said it comes out of nowhere. It's true. You know, God is good, man. Really. Yeah. So for, the, for all those listeners today, we're going to cover some topics with Tyrone. Um, Tyrone did have a, he was a triple, triple homicide survivor here at the University of Nevada. Um, unfortunately, went through um, a difficult situation at a Halloween party. So we're going to touch on that story. Um, we're also going to touch on both of our times in jail. Unfortunately, Tyrone and I both have spent time in jail um, separately for our own incidents. So we're going to just keep it raw, keep it real, talk about those things, talk about our challenges, talk about how we've overcome. I think we both have a redemption story and just our ability to overcome situations that I put in front of us. Um, and then lastly, we're going to end things on a real positive note, on a real high note about what, what our future as we turn, as we get closer. Like we just touched on, we're both 35. Um, we both lived through some things um, and some situations, but we're going to be we're much more mature and we're living life on a more positive note now. So we're going to end the episode with that. So uh, Tyrone, let's just kind of jump right into it. So I know your freshman year, we were both riding the bench. Um, I was a student manager. You were you were you were a big freshman on the team. I remember we went to the NCAA tournament. We had a, we had a solid squad that year. Point seven points a game. Yeah, that was that was that was that must have been a frustrating. Just like every other freshman out there, you know, averaging one point a game. Yeah, because you'd play. I mean, we can even back it up further. You played with. Uh, I think I was reading some stuff. You were playing with Danny Green. You were on a Danny prominent uh, team in the East Coast. You got you guys are highly nationally ranked and Saint Mary's um, High School, number things. one team USA Today, number one team in the nation. Saint mm-hmm. Mary, two thousand five. Danny Green. He's he's still playing. Yeah, he's Green's still in the league. I Man, I average I average eighteen points a game. He averaged twenty one. Mm-hmm. Nevada, Carolina. Yeah. And then, so, so what went into your decision to choosing uh, to play at the University of Nevada? Um, so my decision in Nevada, actually, so I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't get past the, I, I didn't, I couldn't get a, a high SAT score at mm-hmm. first. You know, Danny, Danny was a, you know, ultimate student. He ended up getting like a thousand or something on his SAT. So I had a, it's a funny story, man. I'm gonna keep it all the way raw and real with you, man. So yeah, let's do it, man. Let's have a great story, episode, man. You probably don't know this. A couple of my close friends know this, like in my inner circle. So at St. Mary's, right? Um, I had tons of offers. I actually signed with Monmouth University. Monmouth University in the NEC conference in New mm-hmm. Jersey. So Monmouth University. I actually signed with them my junior year because I went to. A Catholic school, St. Mary's, and you know, of course, my people's—they um, didn't have, you know, they didn't have tons of money back then. So, Monmouth actually offered to pay my St. Mary's high school tuition. You know, Catholic school it was like what was like from sixty thousand a year or something like that. You had to go there. So, Monmouth paid it. They paid my junior year, and my senior. Year, so, I was obligated. You know how it is, coaches. Yeah, they went. Coaches, so they dropped the bag. Yeah, I was obligated to sign with them. But I knew, always knew, I'm not going to Miami. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, you know, I was, I was top, top five player in the city. 
So I mm-hmm. signed with Monmouth my junior, so towards my end of my senior year now, you know, SATs, SAT scores are like that determines like if you're going to college or not. So funny story. I end up getting a 980 on my SAT score. I end up getting a really good score. So I had mm-hmm. North Carolina State, Boston College, Syracuse. They all like shit. Tyro has got a 980 on his SAT. Like, but my grade point average was like a 68, 70. So it didn't add, it didn't match up. So of course I got a letter from the SAT saying I have to take the I have to take the test over, which I'm not I'm gonna be real with you. Keep it all the way, bro. I cheated on the SAT, you know. I had a girl, the girl I was talking to at that time, she was sitting next to me during the test. So, like, you know how the proctor, the proctor be like, everybody, um, session one, like everybody go to page one. So her yeah. page one, her page one would be like my page nine. So it was like it was mixed. So I'll go to page nine. I'm just hitting it. Boom, man. Boom, getting all the answers, boom. So I got no getting a 980. Like, so I'm, I'm on my way now. I get a letter mm-hmm. sent home saying I got to take the SAT score over it because it doesn't match my grade point average. Then my high school coach, which was Tim Kloos, legendary Tim Kloos, he coached at Iona. He started the whole Iona going to the tournament stuff. Then Rick Patino came after. He came right after mm-hmm. Tim Kloos. Tim Kloos started all the whole Iona stuff going to the tournament. That was my high school coach. Of course, Danny went on North Carolina flying colors. So now I had to go to prep school. So now, which gives me an out because I signed, I signed a letter of intent to Monmouth University. So mm-hmm. once, I, once you go to prep school, it clears like your letter of intent, all that's out the window. So which gotcha. it actually worked out. So I went to prep school. Now Monmouth is pissed off. They still want me to sign with them. But once you go to prep school, it clears all of that. So I go to prep school now at Bridgeton Academy in Maine. Um, all boys prep school all the way in seven hours away from New York in Maine, in, in Maine. So I'm at Bridgeton Academy. I go off at Bridgeton. I average 21 points a game. I'm top five prep school player in the country. Mm-hmm. So now I got Nevada, University of Miami, North Carolina State, Boston College, and Coach, uh, what's his, what's his name, man? Ball head coach, uh, black, black ball head coach at Nevada. Uh, he was the Carter. assistant, was Coach Coach Carter, Carter yep. Yeah, Coach Carter came to every game. Like, I don't even know how he heard about me. I don't know. <laughs> really, all the way from the West Coast. I'm in Maine. Coach Carter was at every game. And he was, you know, Coach Carter was cool. He has a great personality. Cool yes, black Coach guy. Carter was very cool. Yeah, so I'm like, man. So Nevada was my first visit. I had five visits lined up. I had Nevada. Mm-hmm. I had Miami. No, I had Nevada and George Mason. George Mason went to the final four that year. George Mason, yeah. like you, so I had Coach Larinaga. He's the head coach of Miami now. And I went to the final four this past, that's funny. I went to yeah. the final four this past season, my University of Miami, Coach Larinaga. Yep. He was the head coach at George Mason when they went on that miracle run and he beat UConn and everything. He called me right after the game, after they beat UConn. He's like, Tyrone Hanson, you going to sign now? I, told, I said, yeah, come, I'm coming. I'm coming to George Mason. I'm coming. I just beat UConn. You're the final four. So I had I had Nevada, George Mason, Rhode Island, Providence, and Boston College. Those are my top five. And I was waiting on NC State. They had, like, some guy they was dealing with. They were trying to see if he was going to sign. <laughs> Funny how they played in the ACC against Danny. That's That was my whole yeah. goal. I mean, I love Danny to death, but I was like, man, I got to show, I got to show cats. Like, I'm, I'm just as good or better. 
That was my whole goal. Mm -hmm. So I went on my visit to Nevada. These guys, I remember the football guys in my dorm at Bristol was like, yo, bro, who got, yo, somebody got a limousine. A limousine's outside. <laughs> like, limousine. I was like, I know it's my visit. I know I just came from class. I was like, I know it ain't Nevada. Got me a whole limousine to go to the airport. So I get my stuff together. I come outside. I got a whole stretch limousine in the middle of a prep school in Maine. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. So I hop in the limousine. I'm stretched out in the limousine. Like, you know, Nevada, Nevada, man. I was like, man, this is my first visit. I had four more left. I'm in the limousine, man. I land in Reno. I land in Reno like late. It was probably like midnight when I land. Yeah. Coach Carter there. Coach Carter gets me. He puts me in my, I was like, a, I was in a hotel downtown Reno somewhere. And uh, I get to the hotel room, jacuzzi in the living room. It's like a whole jacuzzi in the living room. I get to the bathroom. There's nothing but Tyrone Hansen flyers. Me with like a, I'm like a war hawk, like Tyrone Hansen 2009 <laughs> draft. I'm like, what is this? I never experienced nothing like this. You know what I'm saying? I see mountains yeah. outside. Nothing but mountains. I'm, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I see mountains outside, all that. Yeah. Okay, man, man, I need to calm down a little bit. You know, it's my first visit, so I know I got other more. Next morning, come, we go get a big breakfast. I meet, I meet Coach Fox. I meet Mark Fox, you know, head coach for Fox. He's head coach of California right now. Uh, mm -hmm. I meet Mark Fox. Um. So then, I mean, everything was all good. The Ramon Session was my host. Ramon Sessions, you know, he was the man out there at that time. So Ramon yeah. Sessions taking me to all the parties. And then I run into Dave Ellis. You know, tall Dave Ellis, seven foot yeah. Dave Ellis. You know, he take me to a little parties, man. I ain't gonna lie, I was a weed smoker back then. Man, they got mm -hmm. me hitting, Dave had me hitting this bong. I'm like, I'm just like, I'm <laughs> just enjoying my time, man. I'm, I love Nevada. I end up bagging a shorty on at the party, man. And I got to the hotel, so I said, man, I'm about to sign to Nevada, man. <laughs> Forget my other offers. And then, you know, so I'm like, man, so then what really got me, so then like the third day, Coach Fox pulls me to his office. I spent like three days in Reno. Mm -hmm. Coach Fox pulled me to his office, and he was like, man, what you going to do? Like, what are you going to do? I was like, you know, Coach, I got four more visits left. I got George Mason next, Coach Larry Nager. Like, me and Coach Larry Nager was really tight at that time. So I'm yeah. like, man, he was like, man. He was like, man, um, this would, he kind of, he, he hit me with the trick, man. I got tricked, man. He was like, man, I, I got another guy coming in next week and he's going to sign. So I was like, man, you got to make a decision, like basically now or in a couple of days, because I got a whole nother recruit coming. He's going to sign. I don't know, Mark mm -hmm. Fox did this. I'm like, man, I really love this visit. Like, I, So I got to, got back to, you know, got on my flight, got back to Bridgeton, Maine. I never sound the better, man. Forget all these other visits. Like, and then they got this other guy coming in. He might take the scholarship. So yeah. kind of, kind of Mark Fox put me in a little trick box there, and mm -hmm. end up calling Mark Fox up like, "Hey, man, come in the Reno." They all excited. Coach Fox called all, all of them in the office, and ah, we got Tyrone Hanson. I was a I was a four star. Yeah, and that's when Mo Charlo Mo Charlo was on his way out. So I was going to come in mm -hmm. and take Mo Charlo's spot at the three, three position. Yeah. And I get to Reno. I got Marcellus Camp, all type of stuff. I'm like, man, they ain't tell me about these other guys. Now I'm riding the bench, my friend. See, man, if we had the transfer portal back then, how they got this transfer portal thing going on right now. Yeah. 
probably would have been gone, man. But you know, back back in 2000, 2006, 2007, there wasn't no transfer portal like that. You if you leave, you have to go sit out a whole nother year. And yeah, play that's true. Final. Yeah, so I wasn't with that. And uh, those are the rules back in the day, and they they didn't have the NIL where you can kind of uh, make some money on the side and name name image likeness. They didn't have yep. none of that, you know. So, and then you know, I got to Reno. You know, my freshman year, I ride the pine. All of us did though. Me, Javel McGee, Brandon Fields. Mm-hmm. All of us, we rode the pine. I probably averaged like one point five. I think B averaged like one point eight. Javel was like the only one. He averaged like three points a game. He was the only one that was actually getting minutes. He was playing, kind of backing up Nick Fazekas. Yeah. You know, but then that summer, I had a promising summer because I went through all the rigors. I used to miss class, be late to class. Mm-hmm. I went through all like the you know the, the punishments. I rack cleaning when I first got that I couldn't rack clean nothing. Yeah. And all of a sudden that summer I'm like I became into this beast. So like this was about in to the be weight my, room. Yeah, this was about to be my breakout. Like you know, even Coach Fox wrote an article before I got kicked out. He wrote an article. Tyrell Hanson is the most impressive freshman that from the freshman class. He's the most impressive. Like he's my vertical inch went up to like forty five. You know, always mm-hmm. had the jump shot. Like I was, the sophomore year was about to be something special. At least ten points a game over. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. You, tragic. You were uh, you were primed you know, to have season, a, a season big started sophomore in November. season. Our first game was like November seventh. Halloween was you know Halloween October thirty first, but the party was like October twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. In the in the uh, tragic night, tragic night October twenty seventh. And the. Yeah, giving me the boot. Nation went headlines viral. We didn't have viral back then, but I went viral. Bottom of ESPN screen. Tyrone Hanson, triple homicide, Halloween party. It went viral. Right before, right before my breakout year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. yeah, so I remember that night. Uh, as you know, you the huddle up, everybody saying, "Don't, don't go out." Um, I don't. I, wasn't at the party. It was a big Halloween party. There was a. I remember. I remember. Um, I'm keeping all real with you. Yeah, I remember. I remember the, the rumor was there was a big party going on. Um, yeah, when the guy for, for those that don't know, what happened at that party? Yeah. So yeah, when the guy had the gun to my head, I'm looking at yeah. Javel McGee. I'm looking at Javel McGee. Mm-hmm. Like he was behind the guy, but I never told Coach Fox. I never snitched on Javel. Coach Fox asked me who else was at the party. Every, I'm gonna say I don't like you know uh, you know where I'm from. We don't like talking too much names, but whoever yeah. was around me at that time was at that party. Yeah, and I never I never told I never told who else was at that party with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, it was an unfortunate event. Um, three people did pass away at a Halloween party, um, and then yeah, that just, that's kind of what led to Tyrone's dismissal from the from Nevada University of Nevada. I remember. I was a student manager. I remember I got a I got a call from Coach Claus that morning. He said, "Hey, can you run down to the locker? I need you to grab two Adidas bags and bring it to me." And I remember bringing it to his. Uh, he had like he had like old gold Lexus at the time that he was driving. And I remember loading it up in his trunk, and then um, I think that was he was on his way to the dorms to kind of help pick you up and um, and pack those bags. I, yeah. And I think it was it was like they, really they like they did me so cold, man. Mm-hmm. They didn't like they didn't they didn't hear my my like my my end of the story. They were just like, yeah. oh, three people died. Tyrone Hansen involved. We have to get him out of here. Yeah. It's like, they don't know I was the victim. You know what I'm saying? But 
Mm-hmm. And then, man, I don't want, I hate to, you know, I hate to put some people out, but, you know, Mark Fox, he claimed that we had, we had curfew. JJ, you, you was on the team. You was a student manager. Did we yeah. ever, ever have any type of curfew? Just curfew. There was, there was, there was no like official, doors. yeah, there was no like official kind of team curfew. I guess it was just kind of one of those unwritten rules where just be careful. it was just implied to be, to be, you know. Coaches would always say nothing good happens after X amount of time. Nothing good happens after 3 a.m. We didn't so, have like you know. a set rule curfew. Yeah, there was no set rule curfew. I, I agree with you there. There was no like uh, like yeah, on paper. Of course, he went to the media. We had curfew. Tyrone Hansen broke curfew. We had practice the next day. He broke curfew. So that's why we're kicking him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saved, saved his ass. Then he went on to get the head coaching, coaching job at University of Georgia right after the, the very next year. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember we were all kind of shocked. So looking now around, I look uh, like I broke curfew. Yeah, we have. No I remember we were, all, we were all kind of looking around. Then, then Coach Carter was able to be promoted, and he was a head coach there for a while. And yeah, it was all business. Um, college, college basketball definitely is a business. I agree with that for sure. But based on my couple years that I got to see up close um, with recruiting, and even in the summers with the AAU and, and and all that kind of stuff. So, so 